listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Here, these are conversations that will differentiate you from your competition. Now, if you don't want to be different than your competition, probably should just go ahead and shut this off. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Like when we audit the mod and get and do the mod master and and give them the actionable items that they can that they can do in order to lower their cost of risk. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Reasonable and what wasn't. And and I think that you know, that's, that's spot on. And, you know, these people that we're talking with don't necessarily understand what their exposures are and what they can even do about them, um, you know, when they're uncovered. So I, I do like that what we're able to provide is something tangible, action items that they can do. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Power Producers Shop Talk, episode 24 where we are going to talk about establishing client expectations and carrier relationships with loss control. Nice. How many people hate loss control from the carrier? I mean, <laughs> I mean, is there anybody who doesn't, you know, I, I don't know, man, part of me feels bad for them sometimes. Yeah. because I'm sure that everybody hates them, but well, I think people probably go in with the wrong mindset on it. Like they don't should, do anything to help themselves either. Yeah, right. Like let's, let's just go ahead and throw this out there. You know, just cut. The, let's break the ice with a little bit of why do people hate loss control and get that out of the way, and then we can have a reasonable conversation about how we can fix that. I'm going to give you an example. I'm Johnny Loss Control. Everything here is fine. I love it. I'm going to go back and write my report up, but you should be hearing from underwriting very soon. Mm-hmm. Now I'm Johnny Underwriter. Lost control reports sucked. They said that they list like yeah. 50 things. Right. Look, number one, if you're in lost control and listening to this, we love you. We want to be your friend, but you have to communicate and be honest with us. Yeah. Help, Don't say help, things are cool and then deliver a shitty loss report. Help us help you lost control, please. <laughs> I mean, I want you in the account. I need you in the account. But you got it. You got to shoot straight with me because right. you can't you can't do that and then get pissed off when one of us doesn't give you the whole story. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that we ever do that. But I mean, that's the, it's the equivalent of the same thing. Right. And you and I experienced that on one last year. Right. Yep. We, we, we go out, we invest a bunch of time in an account, right. have the loss control guy out there. I mean, I don't know what his problem was. I don't know if he thought we were just going to dig a hole and bury his body in it. If he didn't tell us everything was perfect or right. what the deal was, but imagine my dismay. Yeah. When I get I, the- I'd rather know on the front end that there's some concerns versus being told everything's cool and I should have a, a loss report in two days and don't hear anything for a week and then have to chase down the underwriter and other people and figure out what the hell is going on and then find out that they're, actually are a bunch of concerns like hey here's another one mr loss control mrs loss control ms loss control which whichever one you are we don't know about loss control yeah if if i did i'd be a loss control guy right i don't i don't want that job that's not my skill set 
So don't come into my account looking over the, looking down the bridge of your nose at me as if it should be pristinely lost controlled prior to your existence mm-hmm. in, in the mix. It's not going to happen. There's a reason you're there. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's a reason we're there. We know the account's jacked. You should know yeah. that we know the account's jacked because that's typically who we're dealing with. Right. Don't come in and be disgusted if I haven't like noticed 357 things wrong from the time I got out of my car to going in and meeting in the conference room. That's not my skill set. Mm-hmm. It's always that, the cords on the floor. Dude, that's it, though. That being said, <laughs> you know, if you're a producer out there, you got to posture. You got to yeah. make it look like, you know, the loss control. At least some of it, right? No, no enough I, to be dangerous, right? I mean, you listen, don't need to be an expert on it because I can tell you, I can tell you what my go tos are right now. You have seen them in real time. Yeah, I, I should even make you name what they are, but I can yeah. tell you. Go ahead. I, I, you I, can well, I, I know, I know a couple for sure. I just mentioned one: the cords on the floor. Yep. Right, that's for sure. One guards on the uh, on the drills. Uh, and, and I actually, that was one that I ran into by myself. One of the first loss control visits that I went on, um, by myself was for one of my clients that is a, um, like a, like a cabinetry shop. And, um, we were up in their, up in their little, you know, manufacturing area and none of their drills. All all up, all up in it. Right. And then, you know, and, and there were no guards on, on the, on the drills at all. Um, and it seems like that's a, that's a pretty common thing for any, uh, buddy in that space. But one of the things to, you know, kind of branch off for a second, something that I didn't even think about going back to your point about us not being experts on it is, um, the loss control guy mentioned, um, you know, like, like ear protection. And I'm like, ear protection, like what the, like it's a cabinetry shop, bro. Like we talking about. And then as I'm sitting there, all these guys are doing is sawing, drilling. And it's just like over, it's not necessarily that it's super loud, but it's, close proximity and it's going on all day long. So it's like, you know, that's actually a really good point. So, um, but yeah, right. And the other one, the other one that you talk about all the time is the stuff not being bolted into the floor. Um, I don't know if there's any other ones that are, that you have besides that, that are go-to. I mean, those are the three that I. Yeah. The other go-to for me and, and guys, you listen, you, you have to pay attention to this stuff because as a producer, you cannot even begin to imagine the level of credibility you get with a prospect if you walk in and see things and you bring them up. You appear to already know more than what you really know. But a couple of lo- uh, other ones, that dude. Are how many? Yeah, how many producers are going in never. and doing that? Yeah, never. I mean, look. Hey, you mind if we take a, take a uh, spin around the production floor? I'd like to check a few things out before I take this to underwriting. What? Yeah. No. I, no. My no other insurance agent. agent. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. You know, I shouldn't say producer. No insurance agent, insurance salesman is doing that. No, they're not. If they are, they're just going to go around and solicit everybody on the floor for life insurance because that's what they do. <laughs> it's freaking Ned Ryerson, right? But no, you go out there. Look, number one, fire, ex- fire extinguishers, right? Fire extinguishers. By the way, we also like to make sure there are no animals on the production. Unbelievable, floor. dude. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna beat Moose's ass, man. It, it, it is what it is. Moose needed to make his presence known. You are not giving him enough attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. Anyhow. Yeah. Send him out in the backyard and get rid of That's all where I had to put Nash. He was crying in the last episode. I had <laughs> to go heat up a freaking bottle for him and shut the door. I was like, dude, just give me 20 minutes, man. That's how, all I how need. How much did you love it when he started being able to hold his own bottle, by the way? You know, he's it, he can't do it for the entire bottle, but he had been doing it for a couple months now where he just grab it and hold it there and 
he'll get bored and just like throw it. So you have to still hold it for him because he's going to be a maniac, man. He just started eating like stage one jarred food. And he's already just like it's all over his face. It's all. Oh, over I hope his, I hope you got video of the ridiculous facial expressions and everything else. That's classic. Tr- my mom took a video for the first one, and it was it was pretty funny. But yeah, um, so yeah, he he's gonna be a mess, man. He's gonna throw stuff. He's gonna throw temper tantrums. It's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Anyhow, Anyhow yeah. um, you know, but go tos fire extinguishers, right? You want to look mm. to see fire extinguishers. Don't just look to make sure they're there. You got a posture. Current. Walk up, look at the tags, see when yeah. the last time was. If it if it's intolerance, hey man, good job. You got a contract with somebody. Guess what? You need to include that in your submission anyhow. Checked for fire extinguishers last updated such and such date. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Okay, good. Hey, uh, where's the riser for your sprinkler system? Same thing. You want to know when the last time was they had a backflow test on their sprinkler system from a property perspective? Here's another one. Electrical box. Go in. How many times have I gone into an account and the freaking electrical box is hanging wide open? Breakers are missing. There's can't have a sloppy box, dude. Clean your box up. Seriously, <laughs> get that thing high and tight. It's insane. But you go in there and it's like, hey, you're missing some breakers here. Somebody could get electrocuted. This box should never be open. Like, meanwhile, it's like rusty underneath a leak in the Sparks ceiling. Sparks flying yeah. everywhere. <laughs> And then there's the obvious stuff like eyeglasses and hearing protection and all of that. But yeah. even if it's something that's not required in your situation, if you now that you know that, you're going to walk in and be like, man, it's kind of loud in here. And you're right. going to ask that prospect, hey, just out of curiosity, have you ever had somebody come in and do noise testing in here? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an industrial hygienist come in? Have you ever had an ergonomics person come in to make sure that your workstations are at the right height and set the right way? Have you ever had somebody come in and talk about cross-training your people so that you have a rotation of duties? And I mean, look, we can go on and on and on, but what I'm giving you guys, this episode is sort of morphing into practical things you can do for loss control as a producer, just low-hanging fruit to look at and and comment on so it gives you a leg up. Mm -hmm. But this is is the real deal, man. These are things that I'm using. Look, I cannot believe you didn't go to this one. Infrared thermal scanning of your equipment. Oh, yes. When's the last time you had somebody come in and do an infrared thermal scan of your equipment to make sure it's operating at the proper temperature? December of never. Yeah, exactly. So, again, that's another great one, though, that every one of us could do. I could say, I don't even know what that means. Okay. So, I still don't even remember what it means. And you've told me probably two or three times. What's that? I said, I still don't even remember what it means. And you've, you've, you've yeah, talked about it two they, or three times. Yeah. They just look at it to, um, they just look at it to, uh, see what the deal is with the, the temperature that it's operating at. They, the they machines. Scan like it. If yeah. It's a, make sure yeah. it's not going to cause a fire or be a mechanical breakdown issue or whatever else. Right. But all that being said, you know, if you want to op- if you want to accurately, most accurately represent the risk to the underwriters, One of the best things you can do is get loss control out there because you need to set the table on the front end that this is not going to be an adversarial relationship, that you need them. You want them in there and you want them to have an integral part of what you're going to do. And, you know, again, it goes back to on the larger accounts, having a risk management action plan in place that you're going to update in real time. And that's going to be the framework that governs the relationship for the subsequent year. 
Bring mm-hmm. loss control in and let them talk about here are all the things. And you can say these are the resources we have in-house. Mm-hmm. If loss control comes in and one of the recommendations is guys really need to have return to work, we have that on lockdown. Yeah, I don't that's need, a given. I don't need their that help happens. to come in and do return to work. Sure. They could come in and say, hey, look, you know, we need to do manual material handling training. Great. I'm going to go and create that as one of the training tracks inside Think HR so that we can not only give them the training in a digital format, but we can monitor it and honestly give them a little recognition when they get through it by printing out certificates of completion and all of the other things that that tool allows us to use. It's why we use it in our agency. It's a huge differentiator when you're going to take people to the next level. Mm. But again, I don't need loss control from the carrier to do that. But if they come in and say, hey, you really need to really beef up fleet safety. Guess what? That carrier may have a really rock solid fleet safety program that they can deliver and implement. Or maybe they've got a disaster recovery specialist that they can give us based on the size of the account and the property exposure. You don't want to alienate them. You want to include them and you want to use them where they're the strongest, supplementing with you where you're the strongest and also the things that the client already has in place. But it's really, really important to get that off on the right foot because I think Mm -hmm. there are so many times where they're not. Like I think that most loss control people probably feel like rescue animals. Yeah. Some of them look like rescue animals, you know? Yeah. Well, so do some of the auditors for that matter. I mean, you know, (laughs) the specific one that, you know, couple of bottles yeah. a couple of bottles of dickle and a pack pack of cowboy killers and this guy's having a normal saturday night it's the best i think it's important to um when the situation calls for it for you to do your own you know and it doesn't have to be super thorough but before the loss control person from the carrier comes out to kind of go through yourself with the insured and and kind of just get a feel for what's going on so that you can talk about stuff with, you know, bring it up to the loss control person beforehand. They're like, Hey, look, we, we, you know, we've kind of identified these few areas as, as, you know, maybe something that needs to be improved. Here are the things that we're able to supply them with based on, um, you know, the, our, our um, resources, you know, are there, are there other things that you're going to be able to provide for that too? Are there, concerns that you have additionally regarding these things. I I just think that that's, you don't want to go in, you don't want to go into that situation with the loss control person, just show up for the loss control visit and not really have any idea what you're getting into because that can go downhill very quickly. Yeah, I agree. And I also like to get their buy-in by asking what their solution for the problem would be on the front end, right? So if I'm doing a loss control visit with somebody and they say, those stairs don't look like they're in the best shape, how would you fix that? Well, what I would do is get some of that yellow grip tape that I would put on the edges of them and then probably need to come over here and shore up the uh, hand railing to make sure that it's not going to fall over if somebody leans into it too hard. Okay, great. You know what my goal is at that point? I want to have that done before the loss control ever report ever comes out. You know, that's something that's quick. Tell mm-hmm. Bubba, Bubba in the uh, maintenance department, run down and get some grip tape and some wood screws, man. We're getting ready to have a party on this staircase over here. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's done. Take pictures of it and get it to loss control before they're even back to their office to start on the report. Yeah. And you're going to instantly have credibility with them. The right. other thing is just, you know, besides telling them that you're setting the table appropriately and you don't want this to be an adversarial relationship, 
let them know that you don't think you know everything. I mean, you don't need it. Again, it goes back to, you know, you need them to be on your side. I tell them all the time, look, I'm really glad you're here. Here's some things that I noticed. Obviously, I don't do what you do. You're far better at it than I am. And I just wanted to let you know, these are things I have recognized. I'm really looking forward to learning from you and, and seeing the things that I missed. Right. And then you make mental notes of that stuff, man. And then after a while, you'll have the list of 20 things that you can go in and look for every time like I rattled off. Right. Yep. The other one that you forgot, and you you alluded to it with the cords on the floor, but an, the big one for me in, in addition to that is if it's something in manufacturing where they're using air compressors mm. and the hoses are on the floor and, and all of that stuff should be on retractable that's right. Wheels yeah. to the you know to the ceiling. That's so what I had we, in my head. That's not what came out. Yeah, but that and you did hit on the drill press. You know, so many times there's drill presses and they don't have a wider base that's been bolted into the floor. So you go over and I mean, you could just give it the pimp hand one time and knock it over. Speaking of on my head, I don't know what the hell is going on, but it looks like I got the flock of seagulls up there, and this shit is not cool. I'm gonna go back to hats. Oh, I thought you were talking about an actual flock of seagulls. You look like the guy from that Geico commercial that's eating the sandwich on the back of the boat. (laughs) This is not good. I need a freaking haircut. Yeah, you know. Good thing we don't do video. Do you could stand on your head right now, and I wouldn't know what was the what was your hair and what was your beard. That's That's how unruly it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just going. um, It's it's full COVID beard, full Fitz magic. Feel like I don't even with know you no, anymore. With what have no, you become? With, with no end in sight. <laughs> yeah. What have you become, dude? I don't know. It's it's uh. You're well, like some it, sort it of a like it dropped to like 55 degrees here this week. So I, you know, I just I need the extra warmth, I guess. Dude, you look like you are like putting every ounce of effort possible into being on the cover of LL Bean. <laughs> in a in a nice big flannel with some yeah. tim- with some Timberlands. Yeah, a, a black and a black and red flannel. No, they would never let you wear. I can, well, yeah, I guess they make shoes, huh? No, they would. Yeah, they would give you those waterproof duck boots that. <laughs> yeah, with the, like the with the with the rubber over the toes. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. They're all over it, man. Uh, all right, well, we beat lost control to death, people. If you didn't get anything out of this episode, you ain't gonna get anything out of any episodes because seriously. I think we gave you a ton. As producers, you could go look at and lost control, people. Guess what we did. We sort of built the bridge. We're trying to get together and get the production side and the loss control side on the same team. And listen, people, I know it started out a little rocky for you there at the beginning, but I think that we, we've done an adequate job of giving people all the reasons why they need to get along with you. So until next time, see you. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes